You're listening to a Mint podcast brought to you by HD Smartcast. Did you know that if you are an NRI from countries such as Dubai, Singapore or Mauritius, then you don't have to pay any capital gains tax. Let me explain how this works. You see, India signed something called a double tax avoidance agreement with many countries. It's basically to avoid double taxing individuals on the same income. This agreement defines what kind of income will be taxed in India and what will be taxed in the hands of the foreign country. And herein lies the advantage. Some agreements specify that mutual funds will be taxed in the foreign country. And guess what? Few of them do not levy any capital gains tax on mutual funds. So let's say you're a Dubai NRI. Then when you sell your Indian mutual fund investment, you will be taxed in the hands of the UAE government. But since they don't levy any capital gains tax, you don't have to pay any tax. To know more about this, I've invited Harshal Bhuta, who's a chartered accountant. Welcome to Why Not Mint Money, a personal finance podcast where we help you understand basic money concepts and share strategies for you to build your wealth. So let's get started with your money journey. Hi Harshal, thanks for coming to our show. And you know, interesting thing we found out recently was that there's a way for people to avoid paying capital gains tax on mutual fund which is very interesting. Right? So so you're a charter accountant running a practice and you deal with all this stuff on a daily basis. So we just needed your help, you know, figuring out this thing how it actually works. But for our listeners, can you just simplify what is a capital gains tax for for those who may not know what it is? Sure, Sachin. So first of all, thank you for inviting me over for this uh, podcast. I am really grateful to you. And a certain disclaimer before I go forward with this for uh, podcast. You know, this topic is a little complicated. Obviously, for our listeners who are not well versed with certain tax terms, I will try to break it down to the best of my ability. But please excuse me if uh, uh, some things really, you know, are complicated and cannot be. Uh, uh you know broken down into simple thing with this i think uh, i'll address your first question so your question is what is capital gains tax so this is nothing but the tax that you pay on the sale of your assets it is the same under the income tax law whereas uh, you know for the treaty there are certain provisions that may be beneficial to you so once you ascertain under the domestic tax law that is if a nri or a foreign entity is investing into certain capital assets in india maybe shares maybe derivatives maybe bonds and on the sale consideration there is capital gains which is chargeable on that then you go to the treaty and see if certain ben- provisions under the capital gains article are beneficial to you so this is all about your first question so harshal uh, let me just simplify this a little bit more for our listeners okay so capital gains tax meaning so let's say someone invest 100 rupees in a mutual fund right and after let's say 3 4 5 year the amount become 200 rupees so you have invested 100 rupees and now your invested money has grown to 200 rupees so the gains is 100 rupees right so there is a certain tax applicable on this gain but uh, harshal and some cs have been telling us that there is a way for some nri to avoid paying this capital gains tax which for mutual fund i think is 10% right for you know if you hold for more than one year 
then for 100 rupees games you have to pay 10 rupees which i mean which doesn't seem like a lot but if you invest in growth then that becomes a substantial am- amount so harshal next question from our listeners is you know how can we exactly avoid paying capital gains tax and and who can apply for this and you know how does it work under what provision you know if you can just simplify this in a layman's language that would be really great yes yes throughout the podcast i would like to avoid using the term uh, avoid paying capital gains because you know uh, the term tax avoidance is uh, not a term that is preferable so this is nothing but taking the benefit of the dta so it tax is management. tax planning yeah tax management tax planning so uh, it's not tax avoidance because that is where you know the tax revenue department's uh, bells will ring so yes so coming to that how does it work so if you are a person who's investing from outside india then in order to avail the benefit of dta there are certain prerequisites okay one you need to qualify as a person under the dta so person includes you know individuals entities etc so so just just one thing so many of our listeners might not know what is the dtaa provision that you're talk, talking about okay. so if you can just okay. you know get this out of the way from the beginning then in 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 very short of yes yes no problem i'll simplify that for our uh, listeners so dta is nothing but double taxation avoidance agreement so if a person is a resident from outside india and is investing into india and there is certain capital gains levy in india then the first charge of tax is by the source country that is india and the second charge of tax will be in the residence country that is the country of residence of that person so therefore in that case there will be double taxation so therefore in order to avoid this double taxation countries enter into double taxation avoidance agreements okay under this dta there are certain provisions which allocate the right to tax okay so let's say under the capital gains article there are various models which are there under certain models india does not have the right to tax with respect to capital gains on certain instrument under certain dtas india has a right to tax and where india has a right to tax then double taxation is alleviated in the residence country where the residence country will give a credit for the india taxes paid and that is how double taxation is avoided so this is how the dta basically works in alleviating the double taxation okay got it, got Now, it. so so, yes. so let me break this down for listeners who might not understand this so what harshal is trying to say so uh, the aim of double tax avoidance treaty is to avoid double taxation of basically nris right us nris dubai and nris uh, so you know if this provision weren't weren't there this same taxation might apply in india and and the foreign country also also so what this provision has done is that divided assets into many uh, classes and pre decided where this will be taxed whether in india or in the foreign con- country uh, if i if i under- understand correctly and what this has done is that for particular capital gains tax uh, for example let's say a mutual fund rest than or or let's say share in some country, country, uh, countries it's mentioned that it will be taxed in india itself but in some other countries it's mentioned that it will be taxed in the foreign country and herein lies the advantage right so my understanding is that 
let's say people residing in UAE, the provision says that uh, uh, the mutual fund uh, tax taxes, cap, capital gain tax, will be charged on the basis of UAE's tax loss, and there is no capital gain tax there. So you know people can manage taxes that way. If I yes, if yes, this is no. correct, yeah. Yes. Yeah, that is absolutely correct. So that is how it works. So uh, since you are given the example of India UAE DTA, so let me explain that in little greater detail. So under the India UAE DTA, so typically it is Article 13 which deals with capital gains in all the DTAs. So similarly in India UAE DTA also there is this Article 13 which deals with capital gains. There are so there the taxing rights for different types of assets have been bifurcated okay so let's say it is uh, sale of immobile property then which country has a right to tax let's say it is sale of you know property of a branch in india then which country has a right to tax similarly there will be certain sub articles which deal with sale of shares and the residual clauses sale of any other property other than which is covered above so therefore mutual funds bonds derivatives all those classes of capital assets get covered in the residual clause and under the residual clause only the resident state that is uae in your case will have the right to tax so this is how you have to read the india uae dta for capital gains article so harshal can you name a few big countries where the you know taxation of you know mutual fund happens in india itself for mutual fund bought in india and for countries like uae where the taxation happens in the foreign con- country if you can give an each uh, example of each you know two or three example of each of this uh, you know uh, arrangement correct 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 so therefore if you take the example of uh, you know us or uk so those treaties are modeled uh, on different lines so under the india us dta and under the india uk dta india has a right to tax any and all capital gains that is arising on different types of assets and therefore in that case even if a uk nri or a us nri is selling mutual fund shares you know bonds and debentures in india then in that case india has a right to tax capital gains on all of those okay so those are some examples where you know most of our nris reside whereas for uh, other types of uh, dtas just as you said you know uae singapore so you know those kind of uh, dtas so this residual article is there which covers assets other than shares and therefore india does not have the right to tax capital gains derived on the sale of those kind of investments so harshal is there a possi- possibility let's say uh, uh, there is a agreement between india and a foreign country and it is agreed that you know uh, mutual fund capital gains will be taxed in the foreign con- country but can it be the case that the capital gain taxation in the foreign country is even higher than what india charges uh, let's say india takes 10% of capital gain can there be a probability that the foreign country would even charge higher than 10% yes that could absolutely be the possibility so let's say for an example that you know a us nri is 
uh, investing into India. Okay, then in that case, uh, I am not pretty well versed with the latest uh, tax rates for uh, a US resident. But let's uh, assume for a moment that the the capital gains, the tax on the capital gains in US is much higher than in India. Then in that case, what will happen is India will first tax it under its domestic tax law. US will tax it under its own domestic tax law, and then uh, under the treaty, then there would be a chance where you know tax credit may be given in the US. Similarly, it goes for the UK also. But yeah, the provisions have to be read in silos for different treaties. Uh, many treaties have a concept. So just like the India-US treaty, that has a concept of foreign source income. UK does not have that concept. So each treaty needs to be read uh, in silos. The just like the Singapore treaty, the India-Singapore treaty has certain limitation of benefit clause. So there it requires remittance of income to Singapore. So therefore, you know when you compare the different uh, DTAs, you will see a lot of variations between the different DTAs. So yes. So uh, what Harshal is basically trying to say is that. Don't act smart if you want to avail this benefit. <laughs> get yourself a very good starter accountant because this is a very complicated matter. And um, I myself know that most CS are also very confused about this, so they also need to do a lot of research. By the way, Harsh, a lot of people have been reaching out saying that I have accumulated so many cap- capital gains tax. Now to manage this taxes. Can they move to Dubai for one year, become a resident, uh, and arrive from there and try to get this benefit? So basically, treaty shopping. So, so can people do that? Yes, yes. So I will address that. So that is something that you know, those kind of inquiries I have also come across in my career. So that is. Uh, you know not something that you should do and now there are provisions under the dta itself which prevents you from availing the treaty benefits if you uh, take you know certain steps in order to do that so there are two provisions under the dta which will prevent you from doing that one is the change to the preamble so uh, after the dtas there are uh, there is a certain term protocol protocol to dtas amendment to the dta and now recently with the multilateral instrument coming in okay, that is uh, 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 how do i break it up in simple terms let's assume that is kind of a further modification to the dta uh, that may not be the appropriate term but uh, for simplification purposes i'm using that so so with the MLI coming into force, there are two provisions which will prevent this. One is a change to the preamble. Okay, so the preamble has been amended to the DTAs. So whichever countries that are signatories to the uh, MLI. So let's say, uh, for example, UAE is a signatory to the MLI. So therefore, India UAE DTA has been further uh, amended by the MLI. Under the preamble, now it has been specifically mentioned that. The DTA should not create opportunities for non-taxation through tax avoidance. Okay, so here is where the significance of the word tax avoidance comes in. Okay, so if you are trying to avoid taxes by entering into an arrangement, okay, this arrangement would be you know shifting to UAE for one year becoming NRI, then the treaty benefits can be denied by the Indian Revenue. Second provision, which is there, which is the principal purpose test. 
okay so uh, that is also a further amendment to the dta by the mli what does this principal purpose test mean okay so here it means that you know if you are relying on the dta okay and one of the principal purposes of the arrangement is to get the benefit of the dta okay so here the arrangement would be to become nri for one year so the one of the principal purpose of that arrangement is to avail benefit of this article 13.5 okay then the principal purpose test will prevent you from availing the benefits of article 13.5 and indian tax revenue can actually deny that treaty benefit to you in that case so basically it's not a uh, very feasible for people to become an analyst just to avoid taxes so if you are no you know yeah yeah somehow if you are al- already working there and you realize this is a benefit then only you can avail this benefit otherwise no point you know getting through the hassle of going to a different correct, country correct. to avoid taxes yes correct correct i absolutely agree with you it is only in genuine cases that the treaty benefit can be availed if there is no substance in the arrangement then you know treaty benefits can be denied outright harshal my next question and uh, this is uh, the obvious question is how to claim for this benefit let's say if someone realizes that uh, you know he or she is eligible for this benefit now how to claim uh, the refund of capital gains paid as you know tax deducted at source okay uh, if you can you know give this briefly then it will be really uh, helpful correct correct okay so here is where i will explain how you can obtain the treaty benefits okay so as i was explaining before in order to be eligible to obtain the treaty benefits one you need to qualify as a person under the dta second you need to qualify as a resident under the dta okay so resident under the dta and resident under the domestic tax law are two different things okay under the dta there may be different criteria in order to qualify as a resident so to give an example under the india uae dta there is a number of days test that has been given okay so if you go under article 4 article 4 is typically the article which deals with the residents under the dta so under article 4 of india uae dta you need to be present in uae for more than 183 days in any calendar year whereas if you uh, go under any other dta so let's say it is the india singapore dta then under india singapore dta it would simply mention that if you qualify as a person uh, qualify as a resident in accordance with the taxation laws of singapore if you go as per the india uk dta or india us dta then that will mention that if you are a resident uh, and you are liable to tax by reason of domicile resident citizenship under those countries then you qualify as a resident of that contracting state that is us or uk and then you can take the treaty benefits so this is a first hurdle that you have to cross Okay. okay so, so that so, order so, yes. uh, so for uh, the uh, benefit of our reader the first criteria to fulfill is that uh, you have to uh, you know fulfill this criteria of becoming an nri uh, of that country right? so be it staying in that uh, country for a particular number of days or any other as such requirements first you have to fulfill that then yeah then you yeah, are going absolutely. to say the second yeah absolutely so you have to qualify as a resident 
under the DTI. You know, only then you can move forward to claim the DTI benefit. So that is the first step. Okay. After you are sure that yes, you qualify as a resident, then you go ahead and you obtain the tax residency certificate from the tax authority of that country. Okay. After you do that, you have to generate Form 10F in India. after you generate form 10 so there are multiple steps of this then after you generate form 10f then you have to share your trc and 10f with so if it is capital gains of so if it is mutual fund then you have to share with uh, the uh, amc if it is some other asset then you have to see with which person you have to share the person who will be crediting the income to you you have to share these documents with them okay and thereafter you will be able to claim the dta benefits if that person who is paying you the income okay has deducted tds without giving you the dta benefit then with these documents in your arms okay, the trc the form 10f you file your return of income claim the dta benefit and you get the refund of the taxes that that person has deducted while paying the income to you so harshal uh a query lot of people might have you know what exactly is form 10f and how easy or difficult is it to generate it and of course you mentioned trc that is the tax residency certificate you have to get from the foreign country where you are a nri based out of so if you are nri based out of singapore then you have to apply a trc from singapore or be uae uae or any other country and so how difficult it is to get a trc also and how ex- expensive so both for 10f and trc yes yes so our listeners benefits you know uh, from a practical experience i can give you some examples so it is very easy to get the trc uh, in uh, us it is easy to get the trc in singapore uh it is e- it is also easy to get the trc in ua but uh, you know it may be a time consuming process it may be expensive so you obviously have to do your cost benefit analysis how much taxes are you saving versus how much cost are you bearing for obtaining the trc in some countries it is uh, easy for the taxpayer themselves to apply for trc in some countries the process may be complicated so therefore you have to take the help of a uh, uh, you know accountant chartered accountant there and obtain the trc so this is as far as the trc aspect is concerned coming to your second question how easy or difficult it is to obtain or uh, to generate form 10f okay so till now so, so till certain uh, you know period uh, late in the last year so form 10f used to be accepted in the physical form now the procedure has uh, uh, sh- shifted to the online generation of form 10f uh, uh, from my experience i would still tell you even organizations foreign organizations are facing difficulties in generating form uh, 10f sometimes and therefore they take our help but uh, if you follow the procedure that has been given on the income tax website if one is well versed at least with uh, how to you know go about with the income tax website then they may attempt to do it by themselves if not then again here you will have to take the assistance of an indian ca in generating form 10f for you got it um farsal my last question and since we are running out of time uh, we have to kind of 
you know uh, not take too much time on this but there's a very important question right and which many people are asking us also what are some practical issues people face while you know doing uh, trying to get this benefit so on paper it sounds not so difficult but uh, first practical hurdle you mentioned was getting a trc might be a time consuming process for some countries like uae but what are some other practical you know issues while you know trying to get this benefit Yes, yes. So other issues also I mentioned. You know, uh, the person who's paying the capital gains to you, they may or may not accept the documents that you would submit. It may be the TRC, it may be certain other declarations that they may ask the principal purpose test declaration. Then, uh, uh, yeah, one of the biggest challenges is during your assessment. Many times we have seen that the AOs deny this benefit. So in a live case that we are doing. the ao has uh, in one of the cases the ao has denied the benefit to fpi category 2 of the article 13 of india uadt and for reasons best known to themselves because the treaty language is very simple the trc is there with uh, the um, uh, foreign fund they have submitted it during the assessment uh, proceedings so if the assessing officer is not well versed with these provisions then it may be very challenging for them to sail through in the assessment proceedings for the acceptance of the claims that are made by the taxpayer for the treaty benefit okay. so this is also one of the bigger challenge another challenge is that if you have missed out on claiming the treaty benefit while filing the return then you know then it's a very long procedure again and uh, i believe in one of your articles you have also written in uh, that you know what are the different ways in which you can claim the treaty benefit and claim refund if you have not you know claimed it during the uh, time of filing your return another thing is the cost benefit analysis that i have mentioned if it is very costly affair for you to obtain the trc then it does not make sense to claim the treaty benefit Yes. So, if your capital gains tax comes to less than one lakh, I think it's a no-brainer to just pay it and you know not go through all the hassle. But if you're someone who has just <laughs> in double-digit lakhs or crores, then obviously you consider it. Also, no, so I wouldn't uh, consider that uh, you know as a very rigid threshold. But obviously, it all uh, depends on uh, you know the taxpayer and how uh, willing. and how far uh, they want to go in ahead in taking this benefit and uh, for the benefit of our readers if you want to you know get some more idea on this because this is a very complicated subject and not possible to talk about this in detail over one conversation but if you want to get some more idea then you can read our article uh, on mint it's titled why nris in uae enjoy tax benefits on mutual fund investment and if you still have some doubts i'm sure you can reach out to harshal bhuta on link linkedin <laughs> yeah he goes by the same name on linkedin and he's very active there so <laughs> yeah thank you very much obviously yes listeners if you want to reach out i'll be very uh, glad to help you no worries a, a, no doubt it is uh, a complicated process but we are all here to simplify it for you so uh, yes good luck in planning your uh, taxes and claiming the treaty benefits wherever it is legitimately due to you thank you so much harshal for you know accepting and coming for this show and hope to see you in some other episode again
Yes, thank you, Sachin. My pleasure. Thank you very much. Thanks to the listeners. That brings us to the end of today's episode. If you would like to know more about this topic, then you can reach out to me on Twitter. I go by the username at the red Sachin NJ or LinkedIn using my full name, that is Sachin Ningthao Kongjam. We would be happy to take your suggestions. That's all from our side. Thanks for tuning in. See you in the next episode. Stay updated on this podcast. Follow us at HD Smartcast on all the major social media platforms. To listen to more such podcasts, log on to www.hdsmartcast.com. Hold up. 